Yeah, I can hit a nice shirt, have a nice little shirt, like a blouse, if you will, and like the light hold sports bra. And then there's the medium hold sports bra and then the heavy hold. This one's a heavy hold sports bra. Why, was it, why is there a difference? I don't know. I guess like if you're doing yoga, you might want a little bit more release. If you're running, you might want a little bit more. I don't know. Ask, I watched, Adidas. I watched uh, the first episode of, of Black Lady Sketch Show last night. And Ashley Nicole Black, when she's the spy that just like nobody pays attention to. Do you remember I don't remember. This? It's been so long. I'm, I'm well, there's a scene. Again. There's a scene where she's like doing the entrapment scene uh, with Catherine Zeta-Jones, like the lasers, and she has to like do. And then there's one point where the lasers start doing double dutch. Uh, oh. And then she holds her tits while she does it, and I was like, "That's real. That's real." It. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when I run, I gotta go. Whew, I gotta hold them. And me too, actually. Sometimes. And. Hello to you. Welcome back to The Conundrum, uh, the show where we try to have it all. And we learn from our past as we build our future. I am one of your hosts, Tom. I'm Matus. And welcome back. We have uh, a very wonderful topic today, as usual. And it is based around music. Music. Song. Songs we love, albums we love, artists we love. Soundtracks to our and life. the why. Oh, yes. Soundtrack to our life. Exactly right. So to start it off, I want to start with what was our first cassette? What was our first CD? Ooh. Cassette. Ooh. That tells a lot. About our age? <laughs> well, about our age, but also about, I think, taste and the evolution of taste. And, uh, like, yes, it does. The first, let's see if you can do, name your first like cassette CD. And then the last CD. Wait, the first cassette and the first CD? Because I know, I know. Like, I was very meticulous about my collections. My first cassette (laughs) was a single. I had a lot of singles in my life. Because I wasn't fully, like, I was a a mixed girl, mixtape girl from the jump. So I was like, I don't need your whole album. I like, I'm going to pick and choose what I like. So my first Mm -hmm. cassette was... Shanice's Saving Forever for You. Do you remember that song? Um, Can I get a couple bars? Me, 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 me. Saving forever for you, baby. Right? Instrumental on the back of the, you know, they have like the regular radio edit and then the instrumental on the back. You couldn't tell me Mm -hmm. I did not have a stage. And I was singing to the instrumental, and that was my song. So that was my very first cassette tape. Uh, my first cassette was Mariah Carey, uh, Daydream. Ooh, really? Mm-hmm. Cassette, wow. And I remember I walked myself into uh, not Sam Goody, whatever the other one was. Uh, hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we had a Sam Goody and... Wait, not FYE. That didn't exist. No, that was that to me is like FYE to me is like, oh girl, you're too mainstream. It's like, <laughs> really? Like, these like Sam Goody and the other one that I can't remember. I know. What is that? It wasn't Virgin. No, I didn't have a Virgin and, and I, I felt like Virgin was like the Mecca of like where all of the amazing records are sold. And I was like, as soon as yeah. I get to New York. Tower Records. Tower. tower Records. That yes, you're right. We had a tower. 
Northgate Mall, shout out. And I remember when uh, the movie came out, uh, Empire Records. I was like, well, I have to Oh my to God, yes. Because this is obviously about me because I go to a music store as well. <laughs> this is, you know, I have that poster. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't think you knew that post. Like, no one seemed to understand that poster in my dorm room. And I was like, it's the movie Empire. I don't know if we ever had a conversation. Yeah. I don't know if we ever had a conversation. I was about- doing the I was doing the Liv no. Tyler pose. <laughs> right. She's like, and I was like, yeah. I mean, for a white girl, I was like, I'm her, but a black girl. Actually, I was more than Renee. See, I watched it, and I, 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 I liked, I liked the guy that Renee Zellweger liked. Yeah, and I was, I was, I felt more like I was the Renee Zellweger, and I also, so like our audio stuff at home, we had a lot. My dad was very techy, so we had a lot of stupid audio stuff at home. So I, we had a microphone in our house, and so I remember holding up a cassette player and holding it up to the TV to record that song that she sings at the end. Cause I was like, oh, I'm going to be in a band like this. Like I'm going to be the Gwen Stefani at this. Oh, so yeah. I had that recording, but a very like <laughs> very rough, like somebody's in the background breaking a dish, but it was a recording of it. We would record like a radio show. So we would DJ and then record and play music, hit stop and then start recording us. It was called the I'm a pinhead show. And it was hosted by my friend whose alter ego was, her first name was Ima. And the last name was Pinhead. Oh my God, you guys are so- Sorry about it. We had an amazing time. Oh my God. That is the dumbest thing. I, see, this is why we connect because I also did that. I, but, you know, my introverted ass was like, no, no, this is my show. So it was like only my show. My dad would buy me like the three pack cassette tapes, blank cassette tapes, and I would record everything in the house. Like it was like, oh, yeah. yeah my, Cause I was obsessed with Casey Kasem. I loved listening to Casey Kasem on Sundays and listening to Top 40. Um, and my dad got me into like old school, like radio shows, um, like the life Whoa. of Riley. Like we, we would go to Crackle Barrel and Cracker, Crackle. Black people say it different. It's, it's called Cracker Barrel, but black people call it the Crackle Barrel. But we <laughs> we went to the Crack Barrel, and we would get like these old timey radio shows, like The Shadow and stuff. So I was like, oh, that's totally me. I'm gonna do stuff like that. So I would like act out stuff. There's one that's that sticks out because my sister took it to school for show and tell because I fell, and you can hear me. Like, like I was singing along, I was singing to something. I was like, woo, woo, woo. And then all of a sudden I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I literally, you hear the boom. And my mom in the background going, mate, what's going on? Gold. It took my sister out. (laughs) Gold. She was like, I must share this with everyone. See, that's the sort of like. Can you hear my cat? Yes. Okay. You can. I heard him for a second, but I mean, hey, the more the merrier. (laughs) What about first CD? Now you're not going to judge me. Uh, I, my first CD, this, I feel like this was out of desperation. My, my family, my dad's from Selma, Alabama. He grew up there and we were essentially stuck at my grandmother's house. There's nothing to do there really. So my sister and I went to the Walmart, which is like, we went to the Walmart superstore, which is like their only form of entertainment. And I got my purchase, my first CD, which was (laughs) Space Jam soundtrack. (laughs) I can't stand you. Loved it. I loved it. It was amazing. I mean, I get it. It's also, I mean, it's very, it's very of a piece. I think like uh, to know that about you feels like it's a puzzle piece that fits, you know? Wait, why? Because it's good, but it's also basic. And, and 
there's maybe one or two good songs and the rest are sort of like whatever. Well, they didn't have a single for the songs that I wanted. So I was like, I'll get the whole soundtrack. Like I wasn't really jamming to like 95 South Space Jam. I was like, I want that R. Kelly song. And I think there was like a Monica song on there. And I was like, great. <gasps> Monica Street Symphony? That wasn't on there yet. She was, she had not done that yet. But yes, that is a bop. That to me was like, oh, that's her opus. Like this is, the <laughs> this is as good as it gets for her. Don't do that to Monica. No. I mean, I didn't want it to be true. She has multiple hits after that and before that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Hater. Oof. Mm -mm. So my first CD, my first CD, have no idea how I got this to happen. Uh, It was Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wait, what was your first cassette? Mariah Carey. Adrian. I'm sensing a pattern I here. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I was like, no, I know he had, wasn't the first person black too. Mm, I'm sensing a pattern. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if there's the, there's a lesson learned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, you know, I, I listened to it and I remember, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how, like, my mom would have seen the word sex on something and been like, no, we're not doing that. Oh, really? Yeah, so I, she must not have known. Or maybe she was like, that's fine. There are three little girls on it. But the red and the faces. Yeah. TLC. I listened to fan mail Ugh, forever. See, I didn't really like fan mail, but it's just me. Uh, I loved Crazy Sexy Cool. Was... I just bought that on vinyl, actually. Just like you. I get lonely to just love you. Fan mail. Ugh. That was a horrible record. I used to listen to that uh, when I was mowing the lawn and also um, Destiny's Child, the, the second album. Writings on the Wall? No, the second one. No, that's the That first. is the writing. No. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, my God. Will thinks that too. Really? Wow. White people are fun. Oh, I mean the second mainstream. Second mainstream, third overall. Yeah. Wow. Will said the same thing. He was like, the D- Destiny's Child came out with Bills, Bills, Bills for the first time. And I was like, no. <laughs> they actually came out with a song called No, 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 No. I know, No, 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 No. On their yeah, very yeah, first yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, called Destiny's Child. And he's like, no, no, no. That wasn't their first. I was like, oh, God, you guys. <laughs> I can't with you. He's like, and we talked to other people and they seem to think that Writing on the Wall, Bills, Bills, Bills was their first record. And I was like, mmm. So what is the name of the album I'm thinking of? Writing on the Wall is technically their second record. But you know that I am talking about the third one. Oh, you said you didn't say that. Okay, the third one. Oh, Independent Woman. That was the third one. That's the name of the album? Yeah, I thought that was stupid too. I was like, why would they name the album that? It's called Survivor. Oh, I thought that was stupid too. I didn't like that. I don't like it when you name your album after the song. I need a little bit more. Like, oh, I was, I watched this, I saw this TikTok recently and I, it made me think about it. I was like, he was like, ba- he's like, back in the 2000s and the mid 90s, people used to name their songs that wasn't the name, like, it wasn't in the actual song. So the title of the song would not be in the actual, so like, Ashanti's Foolish. She never says foolish, it's implied in the song. And I was like, yeah, that's right. We were like artistic. 
But that went even further. It got too far for a while because if you remember, I'm trying to pull it up right now, but Fallout Boy. Oh, Fallout Boy. Yep. Fallout Boy was just doing the most. They was just out here making up stuff. But then they would do like Sugar, We're Going Down and Dance Dance where it's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's obviously correct. Right. But then there was the song. But then their whole record is like, we just made up a title and then the song is like, about someone's mama. I'm like, look, y'all. Well, their their first song on their on from under the cork tree, which I loved, was our lawyer made us change the name of this song, so we don't get sued. Exactly. Of all the gin joints in all the world, nobody puts baby in a corner. It, none of this is what they say. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. Whereas now it's like very literal, like yeah, we- Justin Bieber's. Baby, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 gone it's gone away. But I agree. Like, I think the album. I think for a certain while that it was sort of it had to be like, what is your lead single and all that. But now, you know, you don't even really need to make an album. You can just make singles over and over. Right. You can have like EPs and be super super famous and not have really an album. I keep thinking Normani is like has had a full album, but no, girlfriends have like a few EPs and that's it. And she's done collaborations. I was just listening to her and Sam Smith, uh, dancing with a stranger. Mm, that's a great song. That's another one that just gives you that vibe. Do you remember in the WB era where they would have those promotions where it would be like Avengers Endgame, where it was all the characters like at a party. <laughs> I love that analogy <laughs> because that is exactly what it was. So there was one, it was the one where it was, oh, what a night. Remember that one? Yes, yes. And they were all playing. So there's all this fun stuff. I remember David Gallagher jumped off the thing, with jumped off the platform with, I think, Pacey. Not David Gallagher from Seventh Heaven? And and uh, oh Barry God. was talking to Phoebe from Charmed. It was like all mixed. Holly Marie Combs from Charmed was my absolute fucking favorite, like, she, she, I loved everything that she's ever done. And I loved her. I loved her on Picket Fences. I loved her on this. So just charmed. Rude. She was on Pretty Little Liars too, which is in your genre of bullshit. Um, <laughs> but within that promo, there's one part. I remember being mad about it. But there's one part in the promo where she's by herself with a jukebox. And she's kind of just like, for, for like this, I'm doing a physical motion, but essentially just sort of like rolling the shoulders real slowly, like leaned up against a, a jukebox. And I was like, that... That is the vibe I like, where it's like, oh my god! It, no, it's and that's what I say. Like when I get those songs, like Dancing with a Stranger, it's just that vibe, you know. It's just that. Okay, okay. That, it it does something to me. But I remember being like, "Why is she alone?" Everyone's everyone's intimidated by her. They can't. They're afraid. Of, they're oh, afraid of that's, her talent. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> but why? Why did those those commercials actually like? get us really excited though because i remember being like oh my god that's so exciting like it's just i don't know just seeing them all together and i didn't even watch half of those shows it would just be like dawson's creek and that well it was just like oh my god crossover it was it was very cool right it's like all of the wb yeah okay well that that then that makes me think okay songs that remind you of a tv show or that have been on a show that you really really liked and then that's where you associate the song with or you've taken that song absolutely so uh i got into buffy in its last season which was stupid uh, i always knew about buffy the vampire slayer and now a huge buffy stan and I've... i did not know that i thought you were like buffy no. from the jump i got into buffy because my friends in high school were talking about it and one of my best friend was to talk about it they would talk about it in class after it, it, it aired and i was like this is some bullshit i need to get in on this so i started watching it <laughs> um but i got into it the last season and 
in the last season or maybe season six shoot i'm sorry i can't remember but i was obsessed with michelle branch that she oh there's goodness. a song goodbye goodbye to you you know oh yeah on buffy yeah. which i thought was really cool is that they had the bar the the club called bronze which was like an underage club but joss whedon would only book like unsigned artists or like un produced artists like new and up-and-coming people and michelle branch was on one and she sang goodbye to you as giles was leaving and i was like this is truly the saddest thing i've ever witnessed <laughs> <laughs> and i was like sing it michelle sing it and they always sang live sing they it sing good a girl oh so then they would also do she would do some warbles or whatever and i was like well watch it girl don't, don't stray too far off the path oh Wait, you just like you do <laughs> he said don't stray too far <laughs> She's like, goodbye to you. I said, oh, that's not how we do it. <laughs> I was like, that is not the radio edit. Exactly. All right, you. Well, I always appreciate, like, you know, a well-placed song in a movie, like a pop song or whatever in a movie or a TV show. I mean, you'll know this. This is, I really did. I, I miss the days of, like, a good theme song and not the the hokey theme song mm-hmm. like you know i don't want to wait is a great theme song for that show however the entire song is not appropriate it doesn't match the show like no. if you actually listen to paula cole's i don't want to wait it does not match the show because it's really a story about this guy at war and how his whole family generationally is affected by war but obviously the little line i don't want to wait for my life to be over is perfectly fits in with this show so that's and that's fine and I, I don't love hearing that song because it is kind of annoying because of the Dawson's Creek moment but I do appreciate the fact that that moment that little snip fits in as a great opener for that show the song for One Tree Hill Gavin DeGraw's I Don't Want to Be actually the entire song fits perfectly with the show and is very thematic for I think can work for a lot of different people's lives so I really I love listening to that song and I love that song and that that really got me into to uh Gavin DeGraw but I loved uh, right I and I miss those moments of like you had uh what's that show about the aliens the three four alien three aliens Roswell Roswell they had a great theme song however wasn't that I feel like that song was used in somebody else's theme song too tv show theme song well, that was not Enya. It was the other girl that was. Dido. Dido, yeah. Yeah. Stan. Stan. I thought name. Stan. I, that's what I call her. I'm like, Stan. Um, yeah, like that show had a great theme song. The theme songs during that time were so good. Fire. And even uh, How Soon Is Now, How Soon Is Now by Love Spit Love by, it was a cover, but that was the song in Craft. That was a theme song in uh, Charmed. The Cranberries in the 90s were just tossed about everywhere. everywhere. In the early nineties, there's that there's one there's that one song that you just hear and you can't even place what movie it's in because it's in a bunch of them. It's one cranberry song too. Is it yeah, yeah. It's the one that's it is sort of like um Sixpence None the Richer. It is. It, it's giving you that vibe, but they were <clears throat> they were cr- cranberries were there so that Sixpence None the Richer could run, you know, with yeah. their one song. But cranberries had like one song that is in multiple early '90s movies. I wish I could know yeah. the name of it, but it's just because I remember it was in the Babysitters Club, the original Babysitters Club oh, from the '90s. My God, I loved that movie. Right, and I every time I hear that song, that's the first thing I think of is the Babysitters Club. But then you might hear it in something like Trojan War, 
with Will Friedle and um, do you remember that movie? It's a little left of center for me, which is also a Michelle Branch song. Oh my God. It was, I know you have seen this movie. It had Will Friedle from um, Boy Meets World and Jennifer Love Hewitt. And it's about like this geeky high school student. He, Will Friedle plays the geeky high school student and he's trying to have sex with some other girl and then whatever her name is, Love Hewitt was like, I'm going to help you. But they play a, um, they play a Cranberry song throughout that movie too. No, never heard of that. It's a must see. You know what I did hear of is House Arrest with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes, that is also a good movie. <laughs> okay, well next next week we're doing movies. <laughs> yeah, we're doing uh, exact random obscure like movies that you're like, why would you watch that? <laughs> um, I really got into Panic at the Disco when I, I worked at Disney World for a few months for a, a college internship, and I I was on a you were on a bus a lot. That's how you got around, and I listened to A Fever You Can't Sweat Out that album. Uh, I, just it, that when I hear those songs, it brings me right back to that bus. So then that takes me then to, well, why? Was there anything in particular you were going through yeah. or was it just that was the album du jour? Okay. So I really did not like working at Disney. I, I did not have a good time there. And it was very angsty. It was, mm. you know, it was about, um, you know, breakups and uh, people doing like nefarious things and hookers and hotels and all that stuff. It was very like, it was just dark. And I was like, I sort of, I really attached to that because I was so angry there and everything was so oh. bright and colorful and happy and you know later would come to find out suffer deeply from chronic depression but it, it was it was too much so I went the other way and um, it got me through it I, and that's where I think I started being being paying really really close attention to lyrics and 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 mm, lyrical themes yeah. and all that um, yep. because that is to me is so interesting and it's sorry to keep going but one of one of my favorite lyrics in a song is uh pink um i think it's in it might be chaos and piss that song uh but she says mm. all i need is a compass and a willing accomplice so, mm. so it's yeah. like all i need is somebody to to do this thing with me and let's go and i just think that's so beautiful right yeah i mean you already know from the get-go i think that's I don't know. You had, I remember you had said something to me earlier on in our relationship because I had pink posters or something in my dorm room and you were like, oh, I knew I was going to like you because you were like obsessed yeah. with pink. So during that time, I definitely was. I am. Um, <clears throat> oh, you! it's something I said that made you laugh because I had said like, yeah, I love pink. This album, I love that, but this one didn't speak to me too much. The girl was off. I don't know what she was doing because it was the trouble. Uh, Try, not try, trouble. That was, I love her. But that one, it. That album, wasn't it? But you know why, right? But no. You don't know why? I, because I block, I never, to me, that never existed, doesn't exist. I I do vividly remember going out, again, it was Northgate Mall to, I think it was a Barnes and Noble. um, And I went out and bought trouble. And I, because, because backstory, I, I, I loved when Pink was halfway black um, with her first record, <laughs> "Take Me Home." I loved that. I, I mean, she was, she, yeah, she was giving me the, you know, I'm a like light skinned black girl, and I was like, okay, girl, I like this album. And then I really, this was when I, I became a little angsty, and I was struggling with like issues with my mom, and 
you know, personal issues as a teenager and misunderstood really got me together. So I really loved misunderstood. Um, and yeah, I was going through my first like heartbreak. So that really got me together. And then I was like, yes, she's coming out with a new record. And I bust out try our trouble. And I was like, mm, wah, wah, wah. but you got, I completely agree with you. Um, but you got to give it to God as a DJ. I mean, come on. No. Really? I didn't like God it. I think, too, I did not like it. I think a lot of times, too, like, if video killed the radio star is anything, that is meaningful for me. Because there are times where I may appreciate the song at first, and then I see the video, and I'm like, I hate yeah. it. I hate, I hate the song now. Because it's stupid, but... <laughs> Before Instinct came out with "Tearing Up My Heart," I really liked the song. Saw the video, hated the video, hate the song now. Wow, hate the song because the video is so stupid. It is so dumb. So I'm like, I can't stand this song. The song is so stupid to me. I don't know that. Well, there's sometimes where an artist will release a music video, and I want to go back to the Pink album because it's like <laughs> twenty year, twenty oh, years shade. Um, but. Uh, there's times where it's like, I'll see a music video from an artist. And I'm like, how did you not understand your own song to this level? You know what I mean? Where it's like, yep, that's not fair. There's sometimes an album. I'm trying to think of one, but there's. Yeah. I need an example. Well, work bitch is probably one where it's like work bitch by Britney Spears was a great, it's a fun song. It's a fun video, but it's like. She's in the desert. She's. You know, like what else would what else would you expect? All right, from well, that let me song? take it a step further. Is that when I used to watch music videos, I didn't realize what they were. I thought, oh, this is like a mini movie or whatever. So now, whenever I watch a music video, I'm trying to figure out the narrative of why this is all happening. So when I see Britney Spears in a desert, and then there's a Shark Tank, and then she's whipping people in panties, it's like, what? Where? Where? <laughs> where are we? <laughs> Well, here, well, uh, here, here's the thought though, too. We, you and I remember music videos differently from <laughs> back in our day. It was like, there was like a, there were, they, they, they put a lot more energy into the music videos. I feel like there was a whole storyline. I mean, from the time we had Michael Jackson's thriller to about 2005, I feel like there was always, because the music video was like the marketing piece. That's how you got people interested in your record. Now they don't need that. So music video nowadays, which was when Work Bitch mm -hmm. came out, we don't really need, they don't need all that now. They're just like, you know, there's other ways that people get into the music and it's definitely not a music video. So, you know, there's no like story. It used to be like, well, not all of them because there was a moment we that all the music videos started to look yeah, yeah, the yeah. same. But there's still like, there was some sort of like storyline we got sagas you know there would be like this music video and it'd be like part one and then the next music video would be uh, like it would kind of take it over like mariah carey's honey album kind of did that oh yeah a couple of songs it was like she would take off her clothes or something and then the video would end and then the next music video would be a continuation of what happened in the previous music video so we was like i'm with you i, I see you with the storyline well you. i remember when that 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 um I think it was Honey, where it was Mariah Carey, where she was uh, tied up and it was Eddie Griffith was in the video. Right. And, yes. and there was like the beginning of the video and I was like, oh, I just got chills thinking of it. But I was like, 
this is groundbreaking. <laughs> she is doing something no one has ever done. And then she like went in the pool and I was like, I, I didn't know what a stunt double was. And I was like, Mariah Carey is adventurous. She's so she's dangerous. She's talented. And then she had a bathing suit underneath. She was prepared. Uh, <laughs> she was prepared. I just loved it so much. Uh, but uh, Tom Betty. And that was like a seven minute music video because she like that whole chunk, that beginning chunk was like three minutes long. And then we get into the song. Yeah. yeah and I remember like there, I, I just remember like being a kid and like not being able to put all the pieces together. Cause I'm like, why is she tied up? Are they interrogating her? Is she a bad guy? What is happening here? But I also remember um, Tom Betty and the Heartbreakers uh, don't come around here no more was uh, it was an Alice in Wonderland themed music video. And Mm. In the music video, it's from 1985, and it, it, in the music video, there's a girl in Alice in the Wonderland-esque environment, and at one point, Tom Petty, like, she's laying on the table, and Tom Petty just has, like, a cake knife and cuts into her and takes apart, mm. and it's, like, red cake, and I was like, they killed this girl. They, they killed this girl and covered her in frosting and then ate her, and then she was moving, and I was like, this was excruciating pain for her. There's, they are eating her alive and they're just letting this happen. I had no, cause I was born in 1986. So when I first saw this video, I was very young. Um, and I was like, they just killed that girl. They killed that girl. And then I saw Last Dance with Mary Jane. Do you know that album or that song? No. So it's, it's, no. Last Dance with Mary Jane is, you know, it's a song about weed, but it's him dancing with a corpse. And I was like, he is a serial killer. And we're just watching him and letting him kill all these people it was wow. you're taking it way too literal i was like three. i'm like i oh well i who's letting you watch music videos i don't think my I dad watching music videos until <laughs> i don't i mean like i think yeah it was like 90s when i started really actually knowing i mean don't get don't feel bad i mean my parents i was watching coming to america as a little kid like a very young child and being like cool and nobody said anything and like yeah there there were certain there are certain like blind spots but music videos were always very i remember uh meatloaf uh i would do anything for love but i won't do that which is a very I, sexual music video uh, is it it just reminded me of i looked at it and i was like that's just beauty and the beast for me when the girl comes and i was like cool, down cool. the swing with her neck back and you couldn't tell me i was not her I was, you I couldn't was tell me I, I was not her. <laughs> you think I didn't go in the backyard of the swing set and said, I would do <laughs> That was me just on the couch like, yes, girl, I am feeling this fantasy. Right. And when she came down, I remember her decolletage was very zoomed in on. Uh, yep. It was, and I remember Celine Dion. That was not her vocals, though. I didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't care. Even who was that? <laughs> and then yes, Celine Dion. I it it is somebody I forgot the name of the artist, but I thought it was I thought it was pretty shady because as when I got a little bit older, I realized I was like, and that that girl was not that bad looking, but I guess you know this this person who did that's in the midi music video. She was clear, she was obviously a model, so they were oh, know, it was like a Phoebe Buffay type thing. Where it was like we like your voice, we don't like your face. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, but the the actual singer isn't even that bad looking. So she she would tour with him and do the song. So I was always like, she's not ugly. She's she's cute. she had her like her own record and stuff. So she was clearly a signed yeah. artist. So I never really understood that. 
but maybe it's the, the sex appeal of it, you know, and I don't know if that was the case and the, the sultriness of her because she's, I mean, whatever. But yes, and to your point, Celine Dion, I immediately saw that music video um, coming back to you. No. There were nights of endless pleasure. That. I was like, this is Meatloaf. Baby. I was like, you basically just took Meatloaf's song. I know, I can't say. Ooh, yeah. That was basically Meatloaf's song. The video was Meatloaf's song. I still love it. That was also a great record. That was my second record. I stole that from a friend. Um, She had the album, and I asked to borrow it and never gave it back. Uh, there's many times I've done that. There was a, so that song was really important to me too. I remember the windows and the, the curtains and everything in her dress. And and another one was Tony Braxton, "Unbreak My Heart." And again, you have to remember, like I'm what? Tom. What is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> you were like too many black people right now at a young age. Sorry. Um, too many black women. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I told you before many times. I I loved living single to the point where I had stuffed animals named after everybody. <laughs> And I still have Sinclair, the stuffed pterodactyl. This, so as you told me that there's pieces coming together mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. for me, same. Yeah. <laughs> same. Continue. Uh, but with T- Tony Braxton, that video, again, I'm expecting like there's a narrative. This almost makes sense. So in the video, she's singing. Wait, what song is I'll this? Break My Heart. Oh, okay. So it's about a breakup. Yeah. The video with- is about. I think Tyrese. No, it's not. I was I was thinking it's Tyrese. It's not Tyrese. It's a model called Tyson. His name is Tyson Beckford. The song is about her boyfriend getting in a motorcycle accident and dying. And I remember thinking oh. to myself, like, she's saying, I'm break my heart, like, walk back through that door. And it's like, baby, he's dead. Like, he ain't coming back. Well, it's not a literal. So it's like. But as a child. It, it's in the same vein. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see. Okay. Cause, but it is in the same vein of Celine Dion's song. Hers, but he dies in the music video. And then the song is about, like, it's sort of ambiguous. Tony Braxton's song, it's like, you walked out that door and lost the dance, walked out, out of my, of life. my life. Unbreak my heart, say love but me again. I think the music video is in the same vein as it's all coming back to I, me now. I agree with you, but I remember that dress with the cutout and the belly button. Ooh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the hair. That was, that was hot. The hair. I didn't <sighs> love the hair, though. Oh, I loved it. I didn't love the hair with that dress. That was my only thing. I was like, mm, okay. That to me is like, with En Vogue, too, but like, that's sort of like iconically. <gasps> I love En Vogue. Iconic, like, 90s R- R&B, pop, hip, just yes. that beautiful. That silhouette of her on the little stand. That, what is that one song? Never gonna um, get it, never gonna get it. Never. Not that one. I do like that one. It's Free Your Mind. Free, Free Your Mind for mind. me. That is an anthem. I love that song. I love that group. What's the song about? The, they're a great group. Yeah, they're, and I don't know what, I mean, I assume there was some fighting or something, but I don't know what happened to them. They kind of broke down to like a threesome now. And one of the girls from, so in the mid 90s, you know, like late 90s, early 2000s, I want to say, one of the girls from the Mickey, the new Mickey Mouse Club, the one that that Justin and JC and Brittany were it was in, she joined Rhonda. She joined the group. So she's been in, in Vogue for a while now. What's the one about a man or like 
What a man, what a man, what a man. Yeah, well, yeah, that's salt and pepper song. I said that real uh, salt and pepper song. <laughs> that's salt and pepper song. Um, what a man, and they just sing the hook. But that's also a that's a hot song, and that's a pop. Hold, My friends and I used to sing that too. Think, like hold, hold legit on. full on rap that. Hold on might be what I was thinking of. Or the you, oh yeah, hold on. That was like an herb. Oh yeah, and they had like the do up. Or giving him something he can feel. What's another one? Yeah. You know what's another Ooh, one that's that to me is pop. really underrated? And I remember during the the times of Kazaa and LimeWire and Bear. Ooh. What's the other one? Bear Ooh. Bear Share. Uh, and these were Bear uh, Share Gen Z folks, anybody who's listening, these, these were torrenting sites you streamed <laughs> and down and pirated music illegally. Do we know do they know what something. torrenting is though? They don't have don't to know. torrent. But uh was Really? Okay. This is where we stole music, basically. Was Ladies' Night with um, Lisa Left Eye <gasps> Lopez. Yes. And Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, there was a lot of them. Lil' uh, Kim, maybe? Lil' Kim was Eve, in that. That's a... um, yeah, this, and this was on a, this was on a soundtrack to yes, a movie. It, mm-hmm. it had Missy Elliott, Lil' Kim... No, it wasn't Bad Boys. The movie? No. It had Missy Elliott, Lil' Kim, DeBrat, Left Eye, Angie Martinez. And then there was like some sprinkling, like they had some actors, act like really cool black actresses back in the day, mm-hmm. sprinkled in the like music video to showcase them. But I, I forget what the, the movie was. I Funny thing is, I think I saw it on a, on a movie with Martin Lawrence. Nothing to well, lose. Anyway. Yes, that was the movie. Martin Lawrence is in it with Susan Sarandon's ex-man. Whatever his name is. Shawshank Redemption. Tim Robbins? Yep. They did a movie called Nothing to Lose. And for some reason, this song is in it. That's how I remember this song. But I also really like this song. I love that song, but I could never find it on the torrents because it was always the original. I don't know why. And you still, it, I can't even find it on Spotify. I had the soundtrack song. to Nothing to Lose. So I'm sure it's like in the house someplace, but that's the only way I had it. But I have to play a CD. To get it like as an MP3, can't find it. Can't. It's nope. not on Spotify. That's such a weird so, thing that's not on. It is, but it's, it's just one of those sort of obscure songs. But it was such a good music video. I'm a big queen latifah fan i even watched her her um her talk show which was not great that's right she did have a talk show <laughs> for yeah, a and minute the, the equalizer by the way uh her tv show like based a, off the denzel right movie it's on its third season has already been renewed for a fourth. right apparently i didn't realize that it's it's a very yeah like that's a uh, they, people like that show i don't i didn't even see the movie so not and it's i don't really watch things on cbs that's the thing I don't either, but again, it's Queen Latifah, so I watch it. And she is good in it. She is good. She looks amazing. Um, as usual. As usual. But I, I want to go back to uh, Pink. So. My icon. Lin- right. So you know her longtime writing partner, right? Yeah, Linda Perry. Linda Perry. So if you remember around Misunderstood and all that time is when uh, Lady Marmalade came out. 
So Linda Perry helped Christina write Stripped. Yeah, I knew that. Pink was pissed. So she said, okay. You go, you go, you go to X Tina. Then I'm gonna go ahead and write my bad album by myself. And oh, that was I did not try know this. that. Did I, you try this? I think it's, I think it's try that. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't like it. So, um, I, I did not know that was the reason. I knew about that story. I knew that that her going to Linda Perry or Christina, you know, working with Linda Perry irritated Pink. And I knew that Pink and Christina didn't get along because Christina came in. I've heard I've heard stories that Christina is very diva like, and like she apparently like she held out her hand to be kissed when she met Mary J. Blige. And at this point, she's like brand new. She's like she just came out with Genie in a Bottle, the album, and she thought she was hot shit. And she's trying to get Mary J. Blige to kiss the hand. I'm like, girl, get your life. And so. There was that, and and then this, you know, the story of like Christina coming in to the studio for the recording session for Lady Marmalade and being like, "I want the highest parts, give me all that." And then Pink coming in being like, uh, "Man, hello, can we all talk about this?" Because like you can't just be coming in demanding stuff, which is mm-hmm. on brand for both girls. And then now they've gone their separate ways, and they've said like, "Yeah, there was some tension, but now we're cool." But then there was that whole moment where Christina was singing. Whitney Hughes, this is like after Whitney has died, years later, she's singing I Will Always Love You and she's, it sounds a little weird and Pink is like making this face in the audience like, it looks oh, like I she's, saw that. right, it kind of looks like her face is going, uh-uh, that ain't it, but she's saying, she was like, no, I was feeling the music, but I was like, yeah. Pink, I feel like you were saying you that you weren't feeling that note, so. Yeah, I also feel like Pink would just say it, but maybe, maybe not, but I do remember I think she that. would too, yeah, and well, whatever. I mean, I did not know though that that was that. <laughs> try this was a result of of that dissolution of a partnership. I I'm happy that it whatever happened, she evolved because yeah, her next. I feel like everything but try this has basically been my walk through life. So the record after that, I'm not dead. Was uh. I mean I vividly remember just where I am so in my life based off of a pink album because I was in college when I'm not dead came out I listened to it all the time it spoke to a lot of the things that I was going through at the time and in my 20s and what was after I'm not dead yet um she took a piece after that funhouse funhouse also spoke to some stuff I was going through at that time I was like now set in this relationship you know um i think the more recent yeah. ones are the ones that speak to me in adulthood and like yeah because she she talked a lot about um her relationship <clears throat> with carrie which it it's very funny because i feel like i am pink and carrie is will because mm-hmm. will and carrie are just like i'm gonna let you be dramatic and i'm just gonna sit over here and let you have your your moment and i completely like, agree oh my god i can't it's just too much. And she talks about some of that in this, like there's try is basically me and will. Oh, chills. <clears throat> right. That, that is literally our relationship. Um, the other one, what's that one song where she's like, sometimes I hate you. Sometimes I love you. That one. Leave me alone. I'm lonely. No, 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 no. This is earlier, earlier record. Um, this must Sometimes be true. Oh, it's true love. Cause that was the true album. Love. True love. So true love. 
I was like, yep, that's us because we are some really combative towards each other. We can't be wrong. I was like, that is us. Um, yeah, I don't uh, know. Uh, beautiful trauma. <laughs> that's us too. Beautiful trauma. Even hers to be human. Like she's got some, I, I wish that she uh, would do more ballads um, with, with her newest one, Hurts to be Human, 90 Days, featuring Rabel, is mm. haunting. I was listening to that uh, when I was moving. I was moving out of Chicago, and it was a really big emotional experience, and I would listen to that song as I was packing. Um, it's not really applicable, but it's still, I really loved it. Beautiful Trauma, I loved all that. Um, My Attic, that's a great song, too. My Attic. Oh, um, Wild Hearts, Can't Be Broken, Barbie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she just um, has a lot that I'm just like, are you in my head now, girl? Like, stop. But just give me a reason. Ugh. I and I love it. the music video for that. Because it's like, uh, her. I do secretly, I mean, Carrie's gorgeous, but, you know, they're in the water together and they're, ugh, yep. it's just it's so beautiful. And I'm all like. Who oh. knew? Who knew? Long Way to Happy. And I will say that the Long music Way to video Happy is great. That so got me through a lot in my 20s. <laughs> One of my favorite things in songs, and um, <clears throat> Pink does this every so often, Eminem does it very, very infrequently, but I love it. When you hear their voice strained while they're singing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wait, Eminem? And what? So um, I was wondering where you were going with this Eminem thing. <laughs> he does it in uh, Love the Way You Lie. Um if she ever does like a tie to the bed and that set this house all fire, but it's like where um, the, the voice gets strained. It but there's it, a, yeah. Yeah, like the growl. But it's not a growl. Yeah, it's I like do, the I voice do love is a good strain. Like they're trying to get the note, but it's like, ah. It's like. So Sia does that a lot in a yes. lot of her ballads. And I think. I love that. Yeah, I, I do love that. There is a song, um, a Sia song. It's like. Recovery, recovery. Like, you know. Oh, okay. Um, Not afraid. What's the song where she, in the music video, she's like, it's something's burning on, the house is burning or something. Who is this again? Um, Sia? Sia. She, she cracks her voice a little bit in that, and it's... It... Yeah, Heidi Klum is in that. So Fire Meets Gasoline, she cracks a lot in that, and Heidi Klum is in the music video. I told you, tall model. I, it was a long way to get there. Um, <laughs> Dust Till Dawn featuring Zayn, by the way. I didn't like that song because I was stupid. Oh, I loved it. So, okay, then made me think <clears throat> music today. I I struggle because I, I I really appreciate when my faves come back with an album. Like, you know, you know, I'm a Backstreet Boy stand. Mm -hmm. So anytime they have a, a new record, I'm here for it. I'm there. Pink, you know, I will, you know, Britney. I mean, Beyonce is, Beyonce is a moment, so that's always going to be a thing. Um, but some of these new artists, I really try, I try, but it really does sound all the same to me. Like, I like the new girl groups. Like, I really like, um, what's that, who's that British girl group? Spice Little Girls. Mix. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah spice girls <laughs> they wish no <clears throat> yeah. i really like I wanna, the mix i want to play a song for you real quick and i want you to tell me 
where this where you think this is from. Sorry, hold on. Because it's current music. <laughs> I've already lost. I, you know what? I just, one, she could be any of the four girls that I was thinking of. I feel like such an old fogey, though, being like, Mark and Monday music was better. But it was. Um, it was not. It sound, was not. It was. She sounds either like Camille Cabello, another girl in her group. So to me, that sounds like a song that Pink would sing. And lies. it's actually. Lies. You don't see her singing the song. She also sang, um, what do you want for, or she wrote, what do you want from me by, um, Adam Lambert, which is the most pink song ever. I, I, uh, I, but anyway, that was an artist, uh, from drag race. That was from the l- latest season of drag. Uh, they had to do a song. Queen? No, no. The vocals are an actual artist, but that was the song oh. that she, the drag queen performed to. But to me, the, the quality level of the song is so good. Like, I love that song. It's only a minute and 11 seconds, and I love it. And I, I feel bad for it because I'm like, you know, what? Is, who's that girl who did the who did the, the, the car song? She's like, in my car. I'm getting my driver's license or whatever. Oh, yes. Her. Um, so I'm always looking at stuff like that, and I'm like, uh, like, it just doesn't feel... I don't know. It just always feels like that's so not like you're clearly trying to do like a. I think back and be like, oh, you are this that girl of this generation. You right, know what I mean? Then, right. So it's Olivia Rodrigo, but then again, she is her. someone can't stand her who is someone else's generation. And what you know, this is not going to be popular, but two things that I sort of that are sort of true for me in music is I don't want a teenager singing to me about love, and I don't want Beyonce singing to me about a nine to five. Those are, that's it. <laughs> so you don't like her. <laughs> you can save my soul. You can take my soul. You don't like that? It's break my soul. Thank you. Sorry. So um, you don't like that because it's like, girl. I don't, I don't, I don't love it. It's the same thing when it's like Olivia Rodrigo's like, and you're the lava. Like not her. Cause I actually like Olivia Rodrigo. But I can't it's like, stand her. You got, you got your driver's license. So you're 17. So shut up and let your brain continue to develop because it, it's not done developing. And maybe that's why I don't like her because I'm not 17. So I look at these girls or, you know, 21. I look at these girls and I'm like, oh, your music's so basic because I'm like, what is this? But yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I guess I do feel like, well, Pink's lyrical content was so deep when I was, you know, 16, 17. So to me, I'm like, wow, her lyrics were so good. And here's this bitch talking about some name driver's license. I'm like, oh, you're so basic well, at 17. So I'm like, thing. really? So here's the thing. Let me let me let me put some respect on her name, Olivia yeah. Rodrigo, because Pink, she was uh, a rebel. That was sort of her brand. So it's it's sort of like I believe that you've been through a lot, even at a young age. Because when we were introduced to her, I think she was 21. So it's like I, yeah, I believe that, that you were. Long. What? What? She's still young. 
Right, but I believe because she's a quote-unquote rebel that like she's been through more. And you know, her whole thing of like drugs and addiction and alcohol. But and isn't that... Isn't that Olivia Rodrigo's whole thing? She's like, you know. Right, but let, I'm going but back I'm also to it, on the Disney is, Channel. So this is, that's my point, is that it's a very good song, and I don't need to rob her of that. Her album is good, and, and it's it's good music. It's just a hard sell from a Disney princess. Just like with Miley Cyrus, when she came out with Can't Stop, Won't Stop, a lot of us were like, girl, get back, put that Miley wig back on. But it, kind of wasn't. it is a I was good like, album. Yes, girl, get it. Yes, do it. Until she yeah. got super racist, and I was like, mm. yeah, yeah. We had to scale back. But Bangers is a good album. It's a, it's great, a great album. album. But I can't. What, what's I can't song? respect her. I, it, it is hard. But one of the but songs. The, and the, that that makes me think of also like, I feel like anybody now can just be like all these little whisper singers like you know we had like beyonce and mariah we still have beyonce but like we still have mariah but like these girls monica these girls brandy these girls sang from the diaphragm now Mm -hmm. it's all and they all and or i just talk and i sing selena gomez and i'm like girl how do we have careful with selena gomez i love her no, I don't. Are you ready? Come and get it. Nah, 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 nah. I think you just like the song. Girlfriend is not a singer. She is a commodity. She is a brand. That is not music to me. These like branded girls. Demi is a singer. The girl can sing her. Yes, she can. Off. Right, but she needs to. She needs to get her personality together. That's. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I will give you that. Remember, about a year ago, she was gay as gay can be. I'm too gay to think Facts. of men. Now she's Facts. in a relationship with a man. I'm not. I'm not. You are absolutely right. I I don't want to hear that and she is a they now, and now she's back to she. It's too much. Calm down. But here's the thing. It's like, girl, you do you. But before you hit the enter button on updating like your profile or the status, just Say think it. it through just a little bit more. Because I don't Say want her it. to look like a... I don't want her to look bad. So it's, I believe you, I understand your mm-hmm. journey, go through it, just have it be a personal journey. Or like <clears throat> a third documentary about how you got clean from drugs, girl. Like we get it, you're struggling. That, I, I, that's the thing, I'll watch it. And I remember, remember when she came out with Skyscraper after her love first it. like big situation? Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's a great so I don't, want to be, I don't want to be disrespectful to Demi, but I'm just saying, and not to- No, no, no. I'm with disrespectful. you. I don't want to be disrespectful to people who are maybe going through a transition or, or feeling non-binary or don't know what their pronouns are and everything, but- That's not my issue. The issue um, is you 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 saying it and then you be like, you backtracking too much. Never mind. Never mind. Right. Like, um, work your yeah, shit so, out. But I, like, I, I guess it, that, yes, that aside, but musically, Demi is it for me. Like, the girl can sing. I love her records. I don't particularly love this new album, but I'm here for it. I am I just, you know, Selena is like, this is how we get down. I love it. I, and I'm like, okay, you're not really singing. You're just talking. And, yeah, the rest of these girls, Taylor Swift, I don't get it. Oh, I do. I find her obnoxious. She, to me... You would like, not be careful. The Swifties are out there. I know, but she just screams. She, to me, is just like on the top of the pyramid of white girl privilege to me. Like, you aren't, I don't particularly think she's that talented vocally. I think she might be a good songwriter, but I also don't think she's a very good, like, back in the day, she was a good songwriter. But now I'm like, I don't feel like your lyrics have evolved. It's always like, 
you broke my heart and I and I'm like, okay, what else? What else you got? <laughs> like, well, that's why I had a problem with the love song and all that. And it was like, I cannot hold your hand through this fantasy of being a Disney princess and having it's setting expectations. That's my problem with it, with TV and a lot of pop culture and music and everything, is there's such a high standard for being in love at such a young age. And right. the reason I have such a problem with it is because I felt like such a failure during most of my 20s because I didn't find that. And mm. culture told me I should have. So I don't really love when it's like, there's a fairy tale and I'm a princess and this is my prince and he's coming to me with a glass slipper. And it's like, life doesn't actually work that way. And it worries me that, you know, I work with youth and I was just working with high school students over the summer. And this girl was like, uh, her her uh, her senior year was coming up and she was like, everybody knows what school they want to go to. I don't. I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, girl. And she's like, yeah. I mean, you watch TV. Like, like oh, people, like Felicity starts, she didn't say this, but this is my thing. Felicity starts with graduation <laughs> and college and all that. And it's like, you feel like you're being pushed off this ledge after high school or, or at a certain age, you're being pushed off this ledge. And if yep. you don't find a carabiner to click yourself to the side of the mountain, you're going to fall off and die. But what happens is you get pushed off that cliff and it's actually just a glass floor. And right. there's still there's still life. You can still walk. And I feel like oh, that's I love not that. presented enough. Yeah. That's that's a that's a beautiful way to think of it. I I agree with you. I maybe you just listened to the wrong music. You took a you took a stray from the black girls and you was like, we've listened to these white girls. <laughs> that might be what well, your problem was. Because right. well, I never looked at, I looked at love as like, it's hard. It's going to be rough. You're going to have heartbreak. You might find some happiness in there, but it's also going to be heartbreak. And it's just going to be difficult. So yeah. that I wasn't, I never looked at things like, at least with love. And I never looked at life. I do agree with you in that scenario of like, you're supposed to figure, because I did have that. You're supposed to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. right then and there but that wasn't more from the culture i think that was more from my environment of like this type of school i went to the type of parents i had it was it wasn't so much i was looking at things from like a media standpoint like the kind of entertainment i was consuming it was definitely from my you know environment so yeah i don't know i guess it just depends on on what right. you're consuming yeah, well, I, you know, my thing is like TV raised me, and I, I in high school, and it yeah, sounds same. like a joke. This sounds like a joke, but I literally would tell what day it was by what was on the WB the night before. 100%. So if it was like, okay, Buffy was on last night, it's Wednesday. It's yeah, and, yeah. So it, that is literally how I was raised, and I remember even in um, I think the second to last season of Will and Grace, when Jack becomes like an executive producer of a TV show or whatever, and they're like, you know, there's a scene where Karen's like. You know, all your peers, they went to college. What were you doing? Watching TV. And when those folks were off getting their masters and doing stuff, what were you doing? Watching TV. And he's like, that's why you're good for this role. And that's why I, that's sort of how I feel a lot of the time. So I was always looking to culture to tell me what, where do I go? Oh, you, you, that's 100%. Yeah. I mean, my sister and I joke about how we, well, my brother-in-law and my husband are always talking to each other. Like these two women consistently relate certain like give examples based off of something they saw on a movie or tv show and we're like well yes of course because somebody came up with it for a reason so it must be real you know and i my my mother used to and my sister i don't know if she remembers this but like i don't feel like my mother actually like sat down and taught us lessons what she would do 
which I do write extensively about in my book, is she would sit us down in front of a movie and like teach us that, teach us the lesson via a movie. No. It was just like, yeah. So like, don't talk to strangers. We sat and we watched The Vanishing. It had Sandra Bullock in it. <gasps> oh, and- I know who it had in it. I know who it had in it. Don't <laughs> <Did> you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bridges, Sandra Bullock, and Kiefer Sutherland. And that was like how I learned, like, you don't talk to strangers because they will chloroform you and bury you alive. And so I was like, yep. ooh, ooh. No, I don't like literally I went out into the world being like, I don't, mm -mm, I'm very skeptical of you right now because you will chloroform me. So Mm -hmm. like, and I'm like all of 10 and I know what chloroform is. So exactly. (laughs) So it's stuff like that. Like my mom didn't really like, so yeah, I was very much like raised on television as much as they, I don't know if they, and books, it was like television, books, media or music. I... I, my first heartbreak was I listened to uh, Rob. You remember that girl Robin before? I'm sure you do. Do you remember that girl Robin? I know, I know, but a lot of people like I was Give listening to. An, yes, I was listening to that literally the other day. And Will goes, "Who's this?" And I was like, "Robin." And he was like, "Who?" And then I had to like show him like the Wait, stuff that he he's already know- he already he knew the Robin of like the Robin that everyone else knows, but he didn't know that she did that. He was like, "Oh." She had music before then, and I was like, "Oh God!" My first exposure to my first exposure to Robin was watching the RuPaul show on VH1 uh, when my really? mom was out doing something, and yeah, I remember uh, she was on there, and RuPaul was like, "You're my, you're my like Danish sister or something like that." I and I, you know, and did she ever perform? She must have, yeah. I remember I because I slightly remember her being on that because it was very rare that I actually saw her on anything, but yeah. I, I just remember there was a song, this, her, her album after like a very long hiatus. Well, it wasn't really a long hiatus, I guess. Um, she re- she released this record. It was just called Robin. Yeah. And um, this was when she was becoming that girl she is, we know now. This was like her first record becoming what we know her as now. She released a song called Be Mine. And that was when I was starting. I had started college, but I was like super in love with this guy in high school, my freshman year. And I... Um, but like it was unrequited love basically and i played this song over and over again to just be like i'm okay and it's fine like forget you like you know i i'm better off without you i don't need you that i played so often and you couldn't tell me that that wasn't my song like i thought that that was my record so in that same vein though it's actually this whole thing is um gilmore girls i was a huge fan of i watched it i watched the pilot on the WB, of course, and I was like, oh, okay, this is for me. And there was in the first season, no, second season, I I, I think first season, I don't remember, they broke up, her and Dean, Mm -hmm. and it was second season, and Lorelai was like, oh, you need to wallow. And that's something that I I didn't quite understand at the time. She's like, you need to like live in the paint. You need to let that happen. And at the time, I was like, I don't think so, dear. I "I don't like that. Um, But that's something that I've taken into uh, my adulthood because it's like, give yourself this permission, but you have this amount of time and then we got to move on. And You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I remember like when I was dating Doc, which was an ex-boyfriend of mine, and he dumped me, I was house sitting for somebody and I was, I called you crying. I was so sad. Oh, I remember. And yeah. I had red boxed the Iron Lady 
with Meryl Streep? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't actually. I do know because I wanted me and this bitch to watch it together. But he dumped my ass in traffic in Wrigleyville. Oh yeah. Oh me, my god, so we I remember stuck, that. And then I had to get out of the car in traffic. Um, but I watched it and I said, I said to myself, "You have until the end of this movie to cry." Aww, I love that. <clears throat> and it was, you know, it eventually caused a lot of damage <laughs> in terms of like <laughs> suppressing emotion. But uh, you know, I feel like I have a healthier, <laughs> a healthier. Uh, Stays on now, but it's like oh you can feel this. You can feel this thing, but it can't be forever, and it can't be. It can't damage you. And you must make what I try to do is when there's something bad or something good, there has to be a reason for this. It can't just have happened. So if there's Max. something bad, if there's Love something it. bad, like you know, I uh, I previously you know I got I got fired from a job a long time ago. It destroyed me. Uh, it destroyed me. However, I was able to have fun real fun without mm. worrying about mm. the next day at work because I was a performer I was out in the city trying to explore exploring being gay I was exploring mm -hmm. my performance side I was exploring all these different things I got to have fun and that That's was when you became that, a bad boy okay Let's start yeah, well, I was a bad boy I was a bad boy circa 1986 but um, <laughs> it was it was I remember being out to a club on a Tuesday night until 3 a.m and like I never you could. Did and yeah. I did. It was just, you know, you, I feel like you have to do that. No, I love that. I love that. Allowing yourself to feel it, but also putting a time frame on like, I'm going to feel this way for a minute. And that's, that's, and cause you, you're absolutely right. It's got it. You got to move on. You just, you got to move, move on. on. But also living <laughs> in that moment of, of the happiness too. Like it, it's, it's, it speaks very much to like, you have to be present for the moment, whatever it is. So whether it's a good moment or a bad moment, be present for it, feel it. Because the good moments too, you want to be present for those so you can like, it's like having that little memory and something to hold yeah. on to for the next time you feel bad, knowing this won't last forever. I will have that good moment that I felt back when I had that good moment. Right, right. I think it's very healthy. I do too, but obviously there's like big things, like if you lose a parent or, you know, if there's like a big thing like that, like you, you give yourself a longer bandwidth. Of but, course. You know, there is this thing, you give yourself those permissions, but in, in, in a lot of cases, you know, even if like, you know, the way that it's sort of developed with me with like, you know, I have a chronic depression, anxiety, and a lot of stress and stuff. And if I used to call it, which is a Gilmore Girls reference, but I used to have a dark day. If something mm -hmm. went bad the way it used to be is if something went bad the rest of the day was done it was a dark day yeah it was, oh 100 9 a.m if at 9 a.m someone pissed me off that day was done and i have moved on from that but one thing that i have that has helped me is like if something does frustrate me or if i do get angry or i am whatever it's like it's again to the same principle of that only happens today tomorrow we have to wake up and that has to be mm -hmm. gone and I, it helps. It does. I do. I'm, I get rid of those grudges. And that is really, really helpful. But I had to go through a lot of pain and hurt mm -hmm. to to develop that. Where now things roll off me a lot easier. And See, music, I, to bring it back to it, sorry. But right, music no, no, no. Is, is something that has always helped me get back to that Holly Marie Combs vibe. <laughs> that vibe, yeah. Me, that is when I'm happiest. I, I'm I'm a Scorpio. So I I'm it's... We feel all the feelings and we feel it for a lifetime. So I, I really struggled, especially when I was younger. I would hold grudges for a very, very long time. Like 
Scorpios are known, you have a shit list, and it's hard to get off that shit list. And it still is till this day. And I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, I have a shit list, but you may be on it, but you don't know you're on it. And I'll just be like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'll leave nice to your face. Yeah. When I was younger, I would not talk to you. If you were on my shit list, you were dead to me, you know? Um, but if you were like my ride or die, I was going to do every, I would lay down for you. So I'd be very protective of you. So I think for me, I do, I think I wallow in it a lot mm-hmm. and I have like bringing it back to music. I have like a whole playlist of like, it's just called mood. And I go through, I go through my stages and it's broken, bruised uplift my soul and then the anthem so i have to so within i have all these stages of music so like the stages are like within broken i have a series of like like 45 songs that are just i need to fucking cry it out i need to (laughs) i need to be Uh. uber dramatic then i have the bruised section which is more songs of just and it's just songs of like okay you're pulling yourself back together I mean, this is the idea of how I build myself up. You're pulling yourself back together. You're still, you're still hurt, but you're not devastated anymore. Right, 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 my right. soul is is a lot of gospel. Uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of gospel, and it's like, you know what? I need some help. Praise him. Let's pray on it. Mm-hmm. And then the anthem is like, I'm a fighter. It's very much the Kelly Clarkson, you know, Destiny's Child moments. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm making it through. Now I don't go through all of them at the same time. I may go through the whole thing, or I may just need a moment where I'm like, you know what, today I really just need my anthems today to just lift up my right. spirit, or today I need to pray on it, <laughs> or I just really need to wallow in it today. So I I've curated this really like specific list of p- songs for each of those four different moods that I'm yeah. in, and I've kept this. This has been a building of a list since I was, yeah, in college. I started this list and then it's grown into like all of these songs where I'm like, I will hop in the car and just drive and start playing this from A to Z. And so that Uh, gets me, that lifts me up. I I think that that's something I'm going to try to do because I have, I have songs I go to, but I don't have that playlist, the curated playlist. Right. You need, you need, yes, exactly. You need your go-to music. I remember I used to try to listen to really upbeat pop music to lift me up when I was sad, but it doesn't work. And yeah. I read something. Yeah, really? I, I read something. It was a long time ago. Who knows if it's even true? But it was like when you listen when when there's like a contrary, whether it's music or the people you're talking to or whatever. If it's like a contrary mood to what you're feeling, it can it can bring you down more. Oh. So it's like again, who knows if that's real? Whatever. But that's something. Try that K-pop. I, no, thank you. But K-pop, because you don't really understand what they're saying. <laughs> but the yeah. music is like, yes, yellow. Uh, but uh, so I, I like lyrics. So I, I kind of have to get into it. And I was listening to BTS, Butter. Mm. That's the first song I've ever heard of from them. I love, love that it. Song. That's the first song you've ever heard of their. Oh, I have so many things to share with you. I love it. And I love the music video. And I love that. But it blows my mind that they don't speak English. You would never know that from the song. No. They speak English. Really? It's not. It's not yeah. There's something about it In I that love. song, they literally, there's some of them who you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, mm. They taught you how to say that line. They learned the <laughs> and song. And you don't know what it means. They learned the song phonetically. It is their version of 
voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Like, they're saying this I in another that. language and not learning. And I, I love it. And I love, like, the, 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 they, they put some funk into that song. They're dancing. I love it. They're like, I don't know what this song's about, but let's go. And I love that. And that's what I'm saying. Listen to K-pop. You're right. put you in You're a right. good mood. Like, I... I, there was a, a dark moment when I was living in Barcelona and that's when I discovered K-pop because I listened to Girls' Generation and there's like 50 of them girls in this group. And I was like, this is a whole ass bop. I was like, I'm loving this vibe. Yeah. So, it, and that that got me together. And now that's I'm true. a K-pop stan. I I don't wholly understand what they're saying, but I'm, I'm grooving and the choreography is great. I mean, it is a little bit of cultural appropriation, but we can address that. And another time. Yeah, we got, so, we've got a lot of things going on. You know, we hit one thing at a time. One thing, yeah. So for now, I'm I'm grooving with the K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, the K-pop-ness. Well, good. I, I will definitely give K-pop, K-pop a listen. I promise. I will do that. Um, and, you know, uh, Adele is, of course, we haven't even talked about her, but Adele, of course, is like the best thing to listen to when you're when you're hurting and upset or sad or whatever <laughs> it's just it's just so good but i remember listening to 21 during that time uh, when, when i had been dumped mm. um but and i do think that it did help me you know to become an iron lady because i so i am a lot stronger than i used to be because of all that there is a thing going on i hope you answer this correctly if you had to get rid of one Mariah, Beyonce, Adele, huh? Whitney Houston. Mariah. You answered wrong. What's the right? Adele? Adele. Because she's yes. white? What do you think? <laughs> Here's the thing. So we have Beyonce. Beyonce yep. lives her music. It is in her body when she's performing. Mm-hmm. Adele, Adele, there is Mm -hmm. a spirit inside of her that comes out when she's singing. Whitney lets it all go on stage when she's performing. Mariah is walking off the stage to grab her check. (laughs) That is Mariah now. We're, we need to look at Mariah as a whole, but here's, here's the thing. Here's what I hear. And I know I told you about this. I do get frustrated with this kind of goes back to my thoughts on like Taylor Swift's and stuff. People get so excited about the white girl who is like, does the, the amazing, who's just like, Oh my gosh, she's the best vocals. It's so great that a million other black girls can do because it's, it's, she's, she is one in a million because not a lot of white girls can do that. And it, it does drive me crazy because I'm looking at like someone like Tamar Braxton, who is phenomenally talented vocally, like the girl can blow. And she doesn't get the credit where credit's due. And she's also the urban singer. She's an R&B singer. Mm. And that drives me crazy. Whereas Adele is like all over the place. She's, you know, oh, yes, she can be on the pop radio. She can be on the adult contemporary. She can be on an R&B radio. She is worldwide, whereas Tamar is just with the black community. And, you know, there's things like you don't even get me started. It's not worldwide. (laughs) But like you just Justin Timberlake is like. Not even that great of a singer, but you got Usher who will dance circles around him and sing circles around him. And he is the, I mean, I guess he's evolved since, but he's still kind of in that. He's an urban singer. Whereas Justin Timberlake is worldwide. And I'm like, it stresses me out sometimes. Cause I'm like, 
or don't get me wrong, I love Adele. I do. But when I look at something like that, I'm like, yeah, Adele. Obby. No, it's different. To me, that's just obvious. It's different. Is that the answer that you're supposed Because you said it's been going around. Is that the answer you're supposed to give? I think on black TikTok slash uh, yeah, yeah. Twitter. Black Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, the answer is Adele. Like, I guess yes, just, the bitch can blow, but like, yeah. they, these icons will stay forever. Uh, there's just not a- that she won't. We're just thinking like th- these are icons. These are icons. Don't touch that, Adele. There's gonna be another one of you in another time. I don't think so. You already. Well, I'm, no. Okay, I take that back. I I'm I say what I really mean is you get your flowers all the time, whereas these women really have to work really really hard to get their flowers, get- and it may take years exactly. to get their flowers. So that's what I mean. I I agree, but it, again, it comes back to like that that this. That, that strain in the voice. It's like when you're performing your heart out, that to me yes. is, that just radiates into the universe. And I love that. And again, I, I love Mariah, sure. But I loved Heartbreaker. I watched the, I recorded the behind, the making the video of the Heartbreaker um, music video. I love her, but I don't feel that she lives for this the way that oh, Whitney and Beyonce and Adele. I'm talking about her life. I'm talking about her life. I know Butterfly. I'm talking about now. That's a great. Did you watch the HBO Max? Did you watch the HBO Max of Adele singing uh, in in Hollywood? Uh, It was a. a, I think I know what you're talking about. Planetarium concert. Yeah, I I I get that. I'm just Mariah. I'm talking about the full package though like so Maria is but iconic I, but Adele Mariah, still has some time to be iconic she's I, she is what she is right now but and she will be iconic but Mariah right now is iconic no Mariah she has, has polluted her brand by being such a diva that is my opinion <gasps> it's the wrong opinion but it, you know but that's where you know that's where we different and that is kind of a conundrum wouldn't you say it, it is. I, yeah, I agree. It's definitely a conundrum. So I feel like we have just, we've explored a lot of territory here and we've yes. put a lot of information out into the ether, into the, into the pop culture atmosphere. I do feel it is a bit full and we need to mm. retire something from the pop yes. culture uh, canon. And I can go first. If you have something pressing, I'll go first. Oh, you go, go first. Yeah. Now hear me out. <laughs> I would like to retire a dollar store that is not a dollar Ooh. store. Oh, speak on it. Speak the truth. When I walk into a dollar store, I'm expecting to spend a couple dollars. I don't want <laughs> one dollar. I don't want to see an ornament that is three dollars. I don't <laughs> want to see a cereal that is five dollars. I want a true dollar store. If you're going to be something else, you can be a five below. But um, which also oh, they have prices above five dollars. But you know, I, I also thought that was a t-shirt store. I did not know that that was like a dollar store. I always thought it was a t-shirt store. It is not. So I, I, you know, look, I love a bargain. I want more of a bargain. I love a dollar store. I do not love a more than one dollar store. So we're gonna let her go. We're gonna let her go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is a little bit more personal. Mm. Um, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna retire, um, 
personally just my mom <laughs> because she has been <laughs> working my nerve this past two weeks. You're one nerve because you only have one left. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So as you know, this is my birthday month and my mom has been stressing me out. She's like, we're going to come. Your dad are going to come for your birthday, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, this that's, that's dumb, but you've never come for my birthday before. It's not that big of a deal. Sure, you're coming. She booked a hotel. Then she didn't like the hotel. She asked for a, a hotel that's between Chicago and Indiana. Yes, those were her words. She was asking me for a hotel, a city, excuse me. She said, what's a city between Chicago and Indiana? I'm like, Indiana, the state? Like, what are we talking about here? Then also she, Chicago. Hello? And I'm like, Gary, I don't know. I don't know. What What are you trying to do? She was trying to get a hotel in Indiana because now I live on the south side and that is closest to Indiana. And I was like, yeah, but it still takes me a long time to get to Indiana. Like, what are we doing? Then she decides not. She, I'm like, mom, don't come. It's fine. She's like, well, I'll give you money to come fly out. I'm like, fine, great. Then she passive aggressively sends me a, a text message. Fine. Are you glad I didn't come? And I'm like, I ain't got time for all this, this dramatics. Like, I feel like I got to raise you. We don't, what is really, my dad didn't know he was coming. And she was like, cause oh. this is a prize for him. And I was like, have you met your husband? He doesn't do surprises. What is this? So, so it's a vacation for her. I, I don't know what the deal is, but <clears throat> I, I said, you need to just stay where you are. Cause you were obviously losing your mind. We gotta retire her. <laughs> we gotta retire just, just for a minute. Right. Okay. All right. She's on a sabbatical. Sabbatical. There you go. One thing that your mother does that I, I do not know how you deal with it is that she will just call over and over again. Call, get your voicemail, hang up, call again, get your voicemail. And it's not one time. It's not three times. It's not it's even back five back. times. It's a continual until you block her sometimes. She she hasn't done that in a long time because of the blocking, because she knows she can't get a hold of me. What she, her new tactic is I will call through her dad's phone because i only talk to my dad like i will specifically call my dad because he has more sense um and he's easier to talk to so i will call my dad so what she tries to do because she's very manipulative she'll call my dad she'll use my dad's phone to call and then i picked up on this because i was like my dad doesn't normally call i i have to call him right so she's picked up on that and she does that now and i'm like girl ain't nobody stupid (laughs) all right well your mom's on sabbatical (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very good um all right great so you know i feel good about that i feel like we have definitely you know made some more room made that's space. great so i think that we can introduce a little something so we can add a little something yeah into the atmosphere i'll let you go first i'm gonna i'm gonna reintroduce we don't do this anymore i miss the days of like i want to like watch something at the time we mentioned this earlier, like you knew what time of day it was. I want to like, I, you know, it's Thursday night and I'm watching Grey's Anatomy eight o'clock. Now it's just like, well, I can watch. There's just, there's so many things. There's so much good content out that you can just put it on the back burner, put it on the back burner. I want like, this is eight o'clock and this is the only time to watch this show until the DVDs come out. But I miss that. Like, this right. is eight o'clock. Like I don't like. Well, I watch Walking Dead, and it's still very much like. Well, I can catch it later. Yeah. You know, or like this new Game of Thrones show. I'm like, meh. 
I'll binge watch the last three episodes. I'll binge later. Yeah. I just want to... This is the day and time I'm going to watch it. I need, to, I, I need to be better about that because there is specific times for shows. I just yeah. wait. <laughs> and I'm like, well, like right now I do. I have like four, I'm four episodes behind in um, this new Game of Thrones television show. So yeah, I want to bring that uh, back into the ether. All right. I'm not mad at it. I like it because we're, we are in an age of streaming where things yeah. just drop. And, so I'm not mad at that. I, I do like the flexibility, but I'm not mad. I I'm do mad. too. I guess, it, yeah, you're right. I do. I, I enjoy the flexibility of it. Like everyone's going to yeah. talk about it and you're like, oh, I didn't see it yet. You know, but ugh, I don't know. I just, there's, it just, I just <clears throat> feel overwhelmed by how much good content is out there. So that's why I'm like, I need a schedule to stick to. I, I love it. So mine is a little more um, tawdry, which is, uh, I, I think if anybody works from home, even just one day, Ayo. you should get a ring light, ring light. Some people. And I'll tell you why. A ring light makes you look good and if you are <laughs> i don't know if you knew but it's if you're working from home and you have to be on a zoom call i work with teams a lot and i calls, adjust my ring light i know I, I, i'm on calls all day every day and if i have to stare at my own fucking face <laughs> i want to look good i got a nose job during the pandemic because i was so tired of looking at my face in the zoom I love my nose job, by the way, but having a ring light, it just, if you have to look at yourself, it just makes it, it makes you feel good. So get a ring light. Or, or the like zoom filters where they kind of like blur some stuff for you. And you're like, Ooh, I actually, but that also is a lie. It's a lie. That's what I'm saying. But if you get this light, it's really just showing you, you in a better lighting. I know, but like, I sometimes look at that and I go, Oh wow, I look really good. And then I go to the bathroom and see myself and I'm like, Oh God. Who is that? Like, I did not look like that. Right. We don't We don't need to focus on what lies beneath. We just have to look <laughs> what is in the camera lens. And even right now, my ring light is only like half up because I'm not in my normal setup. And I'm like, oh, from the chin down, I, I'm a disaster. But from the lips up, it's not bad. But what if they see you in person? I've always been nervous about that. So like, That's I their do- problem. That's their problem. <laughs> like, I work from home and I was always like, okay, when they see me, they're they're gonna be like, oh, that's not how she really looks. Look, Trixie Mattel once said something. She's a drag queen. I don't know if somebody else said this too, but what she said was, if you're not attracted to me or you don't think I look good, that is your problem. That's Amen. up to you. I love that. And same thing if you are attracted to me. Sorry, that is your fault. That is that is your problem. I'm just over here vibing. Be, yeah, I'm, I can't turn it I, off. So right. Like, and you have, if you have some sort of expectation or, or people at work were like, oh, I thought you were shorter because I'm six foot. They thought I was shorter. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that is your cross to bear. But I'm over here being tall. There we go. So just get you a ring light. It, it really does help if you have to be on a call all day. It's just a little, little something. And you can get them for $20 on Amazon. Mine is just $20. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I feel like balance has been restored. Balance has been restored. Next week, I do think we should dive into movies. It. it feels like a natural it progression. Does. And 
it, there's so much of this that informs who we are just all the time. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you listening. This has been The Conundrum. I'm Matos. And have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Hello, welcome back to The Conundrum, the show where two friends figure out how to stay close, uh, taking on all of light. Welcome back to The Conundrum, where two friends figure out how to stay close, taking on all of life's obstacles, one at a time. And we have a pretty fantastic subject this week, and that is music.
Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome back to The Conundrum, the show where two friends figure out how to stay close, uh, taking on all of life. Welcome back to The Conundrum, where two friends figure out how to stay close, taking on all of life's obstacles, one at a time. And we have a pretty fantastic subject this week, and that is music. Music.